everyone, today is November 20th, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week we're into the KC Cup. So, you know, when this ever, when this happens in the game, there isn't a whole lot going on, so it's a good idea to catch up with everything. So this is a real hodgepodge of an episode. Talking about the meta first, um, there's a new Tier 1 deck to vie with Harpies, and that's the clock destiny hero so we're talk about um some of the decks going into the kc cup um you know you could you could hit dlv max with any any deck you want really but i'm going to talk about some of the decks just a little preview of the kc cup going back to chaotic soldiers going to discuss um some of the notable r's and n's and there aren't there aren't actually that many so that's gonna be pretty fast the Clan Akaba, go back to the Clan Akaba, go over his level up cards and his dual skills, which were more impressive. And finally, the worthless 2021 ranked dual rewards. So just a reminder, the Dual Assessment Podcast can be listened anywhere you get your podcasts, including on Roku. So you just get the podcast-tv app and you could watch this show on Roku, where there's no video, of course. And... um my setup is pretty bad, but we're still chugging along. So, my week in the dual world, I am in the KC Cup, uh, obviously. I think I still have to go back to ranked duels at some point to hit Legend, uh, my, my normal. And in the KC Cup, I'll just say what I'm doing right now. I'm DLV 15, so I haven't hit the maximum yet. And typically, you know, like I thought I was gonna go in with Harpies or or Masked Hero or whatever. I mean Des- Clock Destiny Hero. Um I've just been taking it slow so I do ha- so I have a reason to play, you know, my duels every day. And I've I've gotten in with BLS actually, so I realized that BLS has this deck with the new cards and you could build it in a number of different ways, but I just want a fun deck to play. In this uh, first DLV max before I go in with a real deck. It's possible I go in with this deck. It's I just change up my game plan according to whims, it seems. But this deck's pretty fun. Um, so using Master of Rights, I thought we would be using the consistency skill we got from the Ritual Summons and stuff like that for this BLS synergy. But... We are going with Master of Rights, so you're going to have to use Alexis, Pegasus, and probably Yugi. Yugi gets the skill. I think the Pharaoh Yugi, I meant. But, um, Master of Rights is pretty good just because it's one of those um, skills you just have to lose a thousand. And then you could tutor either Ritual Monster or Ritual Spell. So, you know, um, Master of Rights, that works with any Ritual deck and there's a new ritual deck by the way which I'll discuss later but BLS you're going to have to use either uh, Black Luster Soldier Super Soldier or the regular BLS. The Super Soldier really has um, more upside than the regular BLS because the regular BLS just gets the abilities from the ritual materials but the Super Soldier comes with that extra burn ability and then there's the Gaia um resurrection if you will so the whole the whole thing about matching bls is you have to 
get eight stars in a dark and a light, one from the hand and one from the deck. So make sure you have to know you can't have both um, eligible materials in the hand. So that's the problem, right? What, there has to be one in the hand. So you're trying to match um, a sum of eight. And of course you do that with the beginning night and the evening twilight. So there's a light and a dark. And they both are four and four. These cards let you banish stuff. So they're pretty much the the play you make if you want to hit your opponent's life points. Now there's other ways to add up the four and four. And use the Star Seraph Scepter and the Star Seraph Sovereignty. So this is a little package that you use to also activate XCs. Um, you know, Seraph Scepter, you just need one and you need a chair to a Sovereignty. And with that combo, you can tutor out the second Sovereignty and you have three level fours on the board. And that gives you access to your extra deck. Heroic Champion Excalibur, you have uh, both Utopias. Teller Knight Delteros, because they have to be three materials. Uh, number 91 Thunder Spark Dragon. Malevolent Sin is for um, the other guys. And then Digital Bug Corbage as a level, as a rank 5. Other materials you can use. Ancient Gaia, so level 7 Charging Gaia the Fierce Knight. This goes with level 1 monsters. I have two Sphere Karibo and also have a. Jin Desir of Rituals, so this card helps you bypass traps if you want to use that. And then I also have a 5 plus 3, so we have Artifact Vajra as protection, and also the Jin Demolisher of Rituals, who helps you bypass targets. You can kind of toolbox out what you want for a BLS Super Soldier. And then other cards that help, two copies of Gateway to Chaos, this helps you tutor out Either uh, BLS or Guy of the Fierce Knight. So you have two of those. And then um, two of the Ritual cards, Super Soldier Synthesis, and two Cosmic Cyclone to help activate Master Rights to clear out back row, whatever. So this is the whole deck. Notably, um, Super Soldier Synthesis can work in the graveyard. So you can, if the BLS is already gone, you can special summon him from the graveyard. So this is the deck I'm running. And, um, it's not the best deck, but it's fun, at least, I guess. Alright, get to eSports. We'll get some tournaments. The Duel Met is holding their um, MCS today, notably, so we'll see some decks from that. Let's start with Duel Link's Lounge Millennium Cup 22. First, in Jaffra play, Destiny Draw Magnet Warriors. This is notable for being a old-style Magnet Warrior deck with no um, Super Team Buddy Force Unite. And it is an old-style with powerful Rebirth, for sure, but this follows the trend of many decks running three copies of MST and three copies of Book of Moon. Both of these cards are now available in the main boxes, so, you know, really good decks are loading up on these cards. I personally am behind. I only have one MST and two Book of Moon. And um, goes goes at my prediction that MST wouldn't be anything because of Cosmic Cyclone. That that didn't that did not pan out. Second place, Trent Wick, Light Barrier, Noble Knights. Noble Knights have made a comeback, full on comeback here. And Light Barrier helps you um, have a field spell on the board, so that's helpful. And you know this deck hasn't done anything different 
they have the same monsters. Maybe they're running Heroic Champion Excalibur and the extra deck, sure, but they're all Noble Knight monsters. And they are running a lot of the Twisters, so this is something... The deck has played around with these cards. If you've played Noble Knights, you want to use Double Cyclone, you want to use Parallel Twister, things like that, but now they're using them full on. Top 4, Yuzane, Territory of Sharks, Water XEs. You know, same old deck. Um, nothing fancy here. Top 4, Demon 666, Clock of Destiny, Masked Hero. This is a 25-card deck. This, um, you know, the, the most successful version of, of this Clock Hero deck we're seeing. They kind of rely on a lot of quick play spells. So obviously your 3 MST, 3 Book of Moon... Lightning Vortex is not a quick play, but they're seeing that card play a lot. And two Treacherous Trap Holes just to keep the consistency. So they don't really run traps besides Treacherous Trap Hole. It's something you have to notice. If you have your MST, make sure you hit that Treacherous Trap Hole on the board. Alright, um, Duel Links Meta Weekly 202. First place, Bahu Demon's Resonance Double D Resonator. So this is a... a um, Mixed deck, 25 card deck, and it's basically a, a double D setup for Red Dragon Archfiend. So, let's start with the Red Dragon Archfiend components three copies of Wandering King Wildwind, three copies of Crimson Resonator, three copies of Red Resonator, a Synchron Resonator, three Resonator Call, and then the whole extra deck is full of those monsters Red Nova Dragon, Hot Red Dragon Archfiend. Red Dragon Archfiend, two copies of Red Rising Dragon, one Hot Red Dragon Archfiend Bane, one Dark End Dragon. And then the Double Ds, three copies of Double D Orphros, three copies of Double D Savant Kepler, one Double D Lilith, three Dark Contract with Gate, and two Dark Contract with the Witch. Really, the Wandering King Wild one is the union here. This card works if you control Fiend with 1500 or less attack. Fiend Tuner. And Double D Orphros is a Fiend Tuner. So this card works. It pretty much puts the, the Resonators and the Double Ds together. Because they're all Fiend monsters. So it works pretty good. Second place, Janinho. Clock of Destiny. Uh, Destiny Hero. You know, um, same deck. Um, a little bigger here. No trap cards besides Treacherous. This deck also runs Offerings to Doomed. So you see all these quick play cards being played for this deck. A four Gypsy Clock of Destiny, Destiny Hero. Again, thirty card deck, Forbidden Chalice, Offerings to the Doomed. No trap cards besides Treacherous Trap Hole. Know that when you're playing against this deck. And again, top four JP eleven twenty four. Thirty card, I mean twenty five card um, Clock Hero deck. New meta. So going to the tier list, as I've said before. There's two number one decks. Now, Harpies are down at 22.5, but they're still the, the first deck. Destiny Heroes up, promoted from Tier 2 at 17. Um, playing against this matchup, I'm thinking about their strengths and weaknesses. Harpies going first, they'll have um, either a Steel Swarm Roach or something, or the Harpy herself on the board. And if you're Destiny Heroes, you're playing first, you want to set a mask change. So you can you know, swap out your monster if you need. If they if they start bouncing 
one of your destiny heroes, you can just swap that out. Um, and also the field play is interesting because Harpy's Hunting Ground is going to be out. And with the Destiny Heroes, the Clock, clock Tower Prison is going to be out. So it's kind of like destroy that Clock Tower Prison before it hits the second turn. Um, there's a lot of interesting interplay between the top two decks here. Tier 2, we only have Melodious all alone 11.6. Melodious have pretty much stayed here as the, as the sole Tier 2 deck. And they're, they're likely going to stay there. Um, fine deck to run for the KC Cup. Tier 3 is like a bunch of decks that don't really matter. Magnet Warriors, Thunder Dragons, Resonators, Water XZs. You can include Triple D here and Yosenju from last week. But they've fallen off the list on the power rankings. But doesn't mean much. Alright, let's take a look at the KC Cup. 2021 looking at some decks that have made it to dlv max that have gotten the grind out of the way at least and uh getting ready for a second part so let's see flight control tg flight control tg both of these cards are pure uh tg decks no uh, other uh, miscellaneous saurus no light sworn cards involved the um Melodious deck is here as well. Fine deck to run for the KC Cup. Destiny Draw. Magnet Warriors with the Super Team Buddy Force Unite. Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies, of course. This is pretty much pretty easy deck to play. Um, for this tournament. Clock of Destiny. Destiny Heroes, of course. We have a Mayakashi deck. Shiranui Union here. Um, a zombie deck. Ultimate Dragons Blue Eyes, of course. Flight Control TG. Level Tuning Vampires. Um, three copies of Vampire Duke, which is kind of tough to get. Contract Procrastination Double D. Destiny Draw Magnet Warriors. Clock of Destiny Destiny Hero. Another one. Harpies Hunting Ground Harpies with Glyph the Phantom Bird. Shooting Star Road Stars um, Synchron. Like a Stardust deck. Don't really expect to see this card, this uh, deck, much. Like Control TG, Contract contract Procrastination, Double D. Melodious, Fields of the Warriors, Fire Fist. You don't really expect that deck. Harpies, Hunting Ground Harpies. Lack of Destiny, Destiny Hero. Bring It, Destiny Hero. This is the old version of Destiny Hero. A uh, Masked Hero, I'm sorry. Territory of the Sharks, Brionic, Necroz, whatever, Necroz, I guess, they're mainly. Yeah. And then they have a, in Dillon's meta, they have a page for spicy deck, so Territory of the Sharks, Necroz. This is an expensive deck. You're going to have to grind through this box three times, the recent one. You have three copies of Necroz of Brionic. Of course, this card makes the deck go together. One copy, the limit, limit one on Necroz of Valkyris. Two copies of Necroz of Gungnir, three Gishki Chain, two, I mean, three Deep Sea Diva. I guess this is a deck you can play if you have all these water components already. It makes it a little easier. If you're missing the Diva and the Gishki Chain, it's a little tough. Two copies of Shurit, Strategist of the Necroz, two Atlantean Heavy Infantry, one Necroz Kaleidoscope, two Necroz Cycle, one Necroz Mirror. In the extra deck, we have Brionic, of course, uh, Bahamut Shark, two Abyss Dweller, 
one Hope Woven Dragon Spider Shark, one Nightmare Shark, one Full Armored Black Ray Lancer. Really, like a combination of Water XZs and um, Necroz. We have level tuning vampires here. This is the three. This deck is different now. It's three vampire duke version. No, no vamps. No grace. No other big guys. And then the court, you know, disposal core, Gozuki's samurai skulls, retainer, familiar. It's really a different deck from the original um, level tuning vampires that I played. Master of Rights prediction princess. I'll talk more about Prediction Princess later, but this is the budget R rarity card you want from the box. But you do need Spirit of the Fall Wind, so you buy through it twice for three copies of Spirit of the Fall Wind. And they make their work with the Deus Ex Crawler, so you need Deus Ex Crawler from Blazing Rose. Just one copy, though, so it's not too bad. It's from the Blazing Rose box, so if you've got um, Black Rose Dragon, you probably have a Deus Ex Crawler. Beat down um, Mastero. This is the old version of Mastero's um, Vision Hero Ferris. Destiny Draw Bujins. Um, I don't really know much to say here. Bujin Hiroko makes the deck. The Bujin Amaterasu, of course. Life Charge Block Dragon. This is kind of the Paleozoic version with the dinosaurs. Cyber Dark Style. Uh, what is this deck? Cyber Dark. Desperado. There's a Luna Light Crimson Fox. A lot going on here. Light Barrier. Noble Knights, of course. Um, Parallel Twister does not run Double Cyclone here. Contract Procrastination. Uh, what is this deck? Performer Pal. Double D. Yeah, this deck's weird. You got three copies of Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon, two copies of Double D Proud Ogre, one copy of Eccentric, Archfiend Eccentric, three Ether, the Evil Empowering Dragon, two Double D Orphros, one Performer Pal Odd Eyes Unicorn, two Double D Savant Kepler, one Dragon Pulse Magician, for some reason. Um. <laughs> Three Sky Iris, three Dark Contract with the Gate, one Dark Contract with the Witch. Weird deck. And finally, a Smile World uh, Block Dragon deck. Smile World. Um, it's like a it's like a, a field spell that buffs every monster. Two copies of Giant Rex, two Glow Bulbs, three Block Dragons, two Raiden, two Amano Wadu, one Gigantist. Two Tackle Crusader, two Revival Golem, one Volcanic Wall, two uh, Charge of Light Brigade, one Needle Bug Nest. So this is you know a classic Block Dragon deck that's been condensed quite a bit. No of those, none of those um, Block Bombardment cards. A lot of they ran a lot of random cards to help the mill and things like that. Now it's really been condensed into a twenty card deck. Block Dragon is one of those really powerful decks. You just never expect, and they beat you. It's crazy. All right, so let's go back to the box. This is Chaotic Soldiers. And there's very few R's and N's that are really worth going for. I mean, you're you're buying this for, well, Book of Moon or whatever. 
Yeah, Book of Moon. You're just buying this for Book of Moon, so you know, whatever you get. I mean, you could you could you could buy it for Prediction Princess, but you're gonna get her anyways just from getting the R's and the SRs and URs from this box. First one is Aurea, the Sylvan High Arbiter. Even though it looks like a bird, it's a dark plant. The Sylvans don't really matter what um, attribute they are. They're, they're different attributes, but this they're all plant monsters. Rank 7 XCs, 2 level 7 plant monsters. So this could be really from any um, level 7 XZs deck. 2800 attack, 2500 defense. Once per turn, you can send one plant monster from your hand or face up from your side of the field to the graveyard. Look at the number of cards from the top of your deck equal to the level um, that's the sent monster had in the hand or field. Place them on the top of the deck in any order. Once per turn, you can detach an XC's material from this card. Choose a number from 1 to 3. Excavate that many cards from the top of your deck. Send any excavated plant monsters to the graveyard. If you do, return up to that many cards on the field to the hand, except for this one. Also, place the other cards on the bottom of your deck in any order. So really, this card is only set up by a new level 7 card. That's the Sylvan Sage Koya. This is a card that when a Sylvan is sent to the graveyard, you special summon it from the hand. So this is a card you really want in the hand. Um, and then you could use the Sylvan uh, Princess Sprout to match a level 7 on this guy. So really the whole goal is to match two level 7 monsters. And then this um, Araya, the Sylvan High Arbiter, it does like everything you want from a Sylvan monster. You send a, a plant from the hand or face up, and then if it's a big level, you can mill like a lot of cards. You could do 6 stars worth of cards, and you can mill 6 cards. And then you can also like excavate cards and then bounce stuff. Just a really strong card for this archetype. And and they, they're just kind of like a million effects going off. So I know it might be late for Sylvans to be good again, but they have a lot of upside with this new card. Alright, Prediction Princess time. So this is Prediction Princess Taratai. Um level nine. Light Fairy Ritual, 2700 Attack, 1200 Defense. You can Ritual Summon this card with Prediction Ritual. Once per turn during your end phase, you can Special Summon one Flip Monster from your hand or graveyard in face down defense. You can use the following effects. Um, use one of the following effects per turn only once that turn. During either player's turn, you can target one face down monster on the field, change it to face up attack. During either player's turn, you can target one face-up monster in the field, change it to face-down defense. So, this card with the Prediction Ritual, which is just like a regular um, ritual spell, you will use this with the Deus, uh, Deus X Crawler. I think the Prediction Ritual, you kind of have to tutor that card out, so you have to get the Deus X, Rich, uh, X Crawler, sorry, in your hand. And then you ritual summon this princess. And then the princess you can special summon a flip monster from the graveyard. So you have that Deus Ex Crawler special summoned. You flip that card face down. And during your opponent's turn you flip that card face up. And at that point you're negating all the effects. So anything your opponent does they, they can't really do. So They really have to have certain cards to flip the prediction princess over. 
versus um, having their effects negated. So you look at you know look at some of the top decks. This deck has hit King of Games already and has had a lot of potential. They won first place in a tournament already. This deck. So a recent one, Master of Rights, Prediction Princess. Three copies of Prediction Princess Taratai, one Deus Ex Crawler, that's the only flip monster they use. Two Sphere Kribo, three Spear of the Fall Wind. This is an SR where you uh, normal summon her and you add that flip monster. So you add that Deus Ex Crawler right to your hand. One Kiteroid, two Book of Moon, one Herald of the Abyss, three Cosmic Cyclone, three Prediction Ritual, one Breakthrough Skill, one Treacherous Trap Hole. So, you know, really, Master of Rights deck... I lose life points, the tutor stuff, the ritual monster or the ritual spell. Spear of the Fall Wind helps tutor Deus Ex Crawler. Really, that's the whole goal of this deck. I'm sure there's other builds. You could do stuff with the Subterrors. This deck runs Subterror uh, Behemoth Ultra Mophis. There's another deck here. This... um. Deck runs Deus Ex Crawler, Nobleman Eater Bug, and Subterror Behemoth Ultramafus. I wonder if Green Kappa is going to be used, because that's that's a flip monster. We're just seeing the Subterror Behemoth Ultramafus. Quite a lot, actually. This card doesn't have any other abilities. Oh, so the, the Ultramafus flips... All other face-up monsters on the field face down. So when your opponent plays a card, you can use the Prediction Princess flip this guy up, and you have a 3,000 attack beater flipping everyone else face down. Very interesting. There's also a spicy version of the deck. They run the Summoner of Illusions. So you could really play this with the Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon and Ojama King as well. This is a very spicy deck. Alright, Prediction Princess. That's the main deck. The main main get here. This is a less interesting card. It's called the Panda Borg. It's a water level 4 psychic, 1700 attack, 1400 defense. When this is destroyed by battle and sends to the graveyard, you can pay 800 life points to special summon a level 4 psychic monster from the deck. It's a basic floater monster. And with Psychics, we already have a card in the Serene Psychic Witch, which I believe is level 3. This one, it's similar, but unfortunately it has to be destroyed by battle, so that hurts some of the things, but it makes you lose life points and it special summons Psychic Monsters from the deck. Really, I'm, I've am i always been a sucker for Psychic decks, like using Psychokinesis to lose life points and hitting any card... Um, you know, destroying any card for a thousand life points, I'll take it, but you're you're like hurting yourself. I think Psychokinesis could be a way to run rituals. <laughs> like Master of Rights, Psychokinesis, something like that. Pandaborg might be a step in that direction. And finally the Ignites. The Ignites are an archetype full of R's and N's. And they do different things, mainly destroying themselves. There's a field spell ignition Phoenix. Um, you can you can target an ignite, destroy it, uh, tutor another ignite from your deck to your hand. So they come in pairs. There's um, level three squire, level three crusader, 
level 4 Templar, level 4 Paladin, level 5 Margrave, level 5... Uh, where is this card? All out of order. Level 5 Cavalier, level 6 Galliant, and level 6 Veteran. There's also a Lancer at level 7 that's not Pendulum, and then a level 8 Champion that's not Pendulum. The previous cards I mentioned have Pendulum scales 2 and 7, so you could pretty much Pendulum summon any of these cards out. And they all have like a same Pendulum effect. When you have um, Ignites in the other Pendulum zone, you can destroy both cards and add a Fire Warrior card from your deck or graveyard. All those cards, they help you tutor each other because they're all Fire Warriors. And they all rely on this Trap card. I think this is the only thing that gives them play is the Ignite Burst. Continuous Trap. Up to, uh, once per turn during your main phase, you can destroy up to three other Ignite cards you control. Return an equal number of cards your opponent controls to the hand. If this is sent to the graveyard, you can add one face-up Ignite Pendulum Monster from your extra deck to your hand. So you're bouncing stuff to your opponent's hand whilst destroying each other. Um, they also have a quick play, Ignites Unite. This is like the... This card's like um, Add Aim. It's the same cards from Bad Aim, but target one Ignite, you control, destroy it. If you do special summon one Ignite monster from your deck, really, they're just destroying each other. And with the combination of three, four, five, and six, there's different rank uh, XC's ranks you can combine in the deck. And they can also see some play with certain cards that require fire monsters in the graveyard. There's like various pyro monsters that do rely on having a lot of fire monsters in the graveyard. So that could be a possibility with the Ignites. We haven't seen the Ignites hit King of Games yet, so they're probably not very good at the moment. So, you know, it's calling for a lot, but there is a full archetype just in the R's and N's in this box. Alright, so the next part, we're going to move on to Declan Akaba. Talk about his level of cards. He has three um, new level of cards and an old one. The first one you'll see is the Double D Savant Nikola. Named after Tesla. This is a dark level 6. Pendulum scale of 8. 2000 attack, 2000 defense. Pendulum effect. You cannot, sp- you cannot pendulum summon monsters except for Double D. This effect cannot be negated. Once per turn you can discard a Triple D monster. Target 1, level 6 or lower, double D. It gains 2,000 attack and defense until the end of the turn. And then the monster effect. If this card is in the pendulum zone and is destroyed, you can target 1 triple D monster you control, return to the hand. If you do, place up to 2 face-up double D pendulums from your extra deck in your pendulum zones. If they cannot activate their pendulum effects this turn. This card's more spicy than... um, Core for double Ds. The main pendulum ability. You can discard a triple D. Target a level 6 or lower double D. Against 2000 attack or defense. This might work pretty good with the proud ogre. Which sees a lot of play. Being a level 6 monster in this archetype. So that's a sneaky usage there. But it's for powering double D monsters. And I guess you could include the triple D monsters there. So this is kind of like a win more card. It's fine being in the pendulum slot since it's a scale of 8. So it is. it does cover the high end. 
or pendulum monsters in this archetype, which is good. Overall, this is a card like you wouldn't run like three copies of this card, but it's fine to run one. And you could just use it for that power buff to charge up a monster. I guess this being Tesla, Nikola Tesla, you do charge up a monster with 2000 attack and defense. So that's pretty cool. This is a card I would run, you know, one of just when you're out of monsters and stuff and you can just use one of the smaller guys to attack. It comes in handy there. Alright, you get the Puppet Master, which is a Bakora card. Um, this is a card you don't really see any play anymore. You do pay 2,000 life points to target fiends. So there's a way to pay for 2,000 life points, but you're tributing summoning for like a 0-0 zero, zero monster. So really the days of the Puppet Master never really came into links and probably won't now. Alright, Triple D Stone King Darius. This is a rank 3 Xyz Fiend. Earth Attribute, 1900 Attack, 1000 Defense. Once per turn, during either player's turn, you can detach an Xyz Material. Target a Dark Contract card you control. Destroy it. If you do, draw a card. If this card battles into plus monster during damage calculation, you can detach an Xyz Material from this card. Make this card unable to be destroyed by battle. Destroy the opponent's monster that battled it after damage calculation. If you do, inflict 250 damage to your opponent. I mean, this requires two level 3 fiends, and the only one I could think about in this archetype is Night Howl. And Night Howl is really for a synchro summon on um, Gus King Alexander, I think. Uh, one of those cards, you bring back the Pen Dragon with the Night Howl, and you do a combo. You have to use two Night Hells here, so you're pretty much expending that card for this card. Just a 1900 attacker. And, you know, this card can't destroys an opponent's monster by battle, sure. Like, it's an automatic destroy, you don't take any damage, they take 250. That type of effect isn't too impactful. You have to go through a battle, you can get flipped face down, there's a lot of things that get in the way from that battle. Additionally, what's weaker about this card is it takes up a slot in the extra deck. Like, the whole double D, triple D archetype relies on really powerful extra deck cards with a lot of diversity. This card will take a slot there in this rank 3 slot, which isn't very useful because you have to use Night Hell to do it. So, in the end, this is just like a waste of space um, in a very impactful archetype. Finally, talking about Waste of Space, Triple D Human Resources. This is a trap card. Shuffle three cards into the deck. Any combination of Double D monsters in your hand, field, or graveyard, or Double D cards in your pendulum zone. Then add two Double D monsters from your deck to your hand. So this is basic, um, basic card game. Bad card. This card is one card, and you shuffle three cards to draw two. So this is a minus two card. Is a very high cost. Um, you do get to tutor two double D monsters from your deck to your hand, but you could already do that with some of those dark contract cards already. So that, that kind of sucks. Um, the only reason you would use this if you're not running a skill to uh, contract procrastination skill and you're taking a lot of damage the next turn, you, you play this card to save yourself from losing too many life points. But at the end of the day, this card is a minus two. And that is why it sucks. Okay, so next up are the Clan Akaba's dual skills. Unlike other um, people in Arc 5, 
has more than one good dual skill, so it's pretty interesting um, compared to those guys. But let's talk about these skills in alphabetical order. Amnesia of the Savants. I thought this, I thought this was Amnesia of the Servants. Alright, that, that makes more sense. Better to be a Savant than a Servant. Negate the effect of Double D Savant Galilei and Double D Savant Kepler in your pendulum zones until the main phase of your next turn. The skill can be used once per duel. So this is situational. You need the Galilei and the Kepler on the field. Really, we see Kepler played without Galilei, so that's one thing to consider in terms of the meta. The whole goal is to prevent, like, to have, to prevent them from clocking, like, to increase or decrease their scales, but also to include other monsters in the extra deck. If you're bl- if you're playing an extra deck with monsters other than double D monsters, this skill will come in handy because both of those cards don't allow any other types of monsters to be pendulum summoned. So this gives you an opening to use different things. The problem with that is besides this skill, you can't do it any other turn. You really have to know that you're going to win that turn. And really, you want to use double D monsters in your extra deck because other cards won't have the internal synergy that those cards would. So I wouldn't expect Amnesia of the Savants to be very useful at all. Alright, black and white contract can be used by sending one face of dark contract card on your field to the graveyard. Select one effect monster from the following and apply it to a double D monster on your field. This skill can be used twice per duel if you begin the duel of a deck or extra deck that contains no monsters other than double D. The selector monster will become a tuner, or the selected monster will become level 4, or the selected monster will become level 8. This is a decent skill. All you do is you cost yourself one dark contract you play any um, any double D monster gets the effect they become tuner level 4 level 8 I mean this is perfect like you could do this for anything like synchro summoning XZs just to match up the stars right turn a card into a big tuner if you want there's a lot of utility to this skill this reminds me almost of um there was a um, recent gimmick puppet skill, 4 or 8 or something, that was never really used, never really made uh, gimmick puppets, but as it has the same idea where you could turn a card into a 4 or 8, so this is decent. Command of the Doom King. At the beginning of the duel, add Pendulum Zones to your field. The following effect can be used once per duel. Select one Triple D Doom King Armageddon from your hand, add it to your face up to your extra deck. Then select up to one double D pendulum monster respectively from your field or deck. Place it in your pendulum zone, but its effects are negated. At the beginning of your next turn, return all cards in your pendulum zones to your deck. Skill can only activate if you begin a duel with a deck that has six or more triple D pendulum monsters, including one or more triple D Doom King Armageddon, of course. Um, so the whole goal of this, car- this skill, you put the Doom King Armageddon from your hand to your extra deck. And then the power play is playing a Pendulum Monster into the Pendulum Zone from your deck. So, there's always power no matter what it is. Getting something out of the deck. If Samurai Skull is a really good card, it gets something out of the deck. The skill 
is a little situational. You do need Triple D, Doom King, Armageddon, but you could tutor cards. This this archetype is strong because any of the dark contract, like the dark contract cards are pretty good in tutoring cards from the deck. Then you activate the skill and you could play a card straight um, from the deck into the pendulum zone. And then you can also pendulum scale something. And then you can make your pendulum summons. So this is a really good skill for setting up a pendulum turn. Okay, Contract Procrastination. This is the main meta skill for the clan. can be used at the beginning of the turn if you have one or more dark contract cards on your field. Skip the standby phase on this turn. This just allows you to continually skip standby phases. And with the dark contracts, you're paying life points to have those cards on the field. So the whole goal is to prevent yourself from losing life points, and hence why we see a skill a lot. Now this card, a skill, has also been abused for... Um, Golden Castle of Stromberg, which allows you, which causes you to mill ten cards, banish face down, and we've seen that um, field spell played in in like a double D Stromberg deck. So this is a very powerful skill, skipping your standby phase, and as long as Double D stays the same power level that it is. I don't expect it to change. So it could continually have more utility as more cards get added into the game that have negative standby effects that are really strong. Okay, the next one is DD King. It's like BB King, I guess. <laughs> All Triple D monsters you control gain 500 attack until the end of the turn. The skill can be used once per turn and twice per duel. If you begin the duel with a deck or extra deck containing a total of 12 or more triple D monsters or dark contract spells or traps, add pendulum zones to your field at the beginning of the duel. This goes simply okay, but the the double D archetype doesn't need it. Their monsters are really strong, and they don't really need this effect of 500. The High King Gus Alexander, when you have two other cards, hits for 6,000 on its own. So, really this is not that necessary. Unless you have like a full reliance on the Beowulf piercing stuff. This isn't that useful. End of the world can be used once per duel by revealing a triple D Doom King Armageddon in your hand to your opponent. Add one face up triple D pendulum monster to your hand from your extra deck. Until the end of the next turn, you cannot summon the card you added to your hand by the skill or cards with the same name except by pendulum summoning and can't activate their effects. In addition, the following effect can be used once per turn. On the turn, you summon Pendulum Summon 3 Triple D Doom King Armageddon at the same time. Destroy all monsters on the field except for Triple D Doom King Armageddon. Um, sure, you can add a face of Pendulum Monster to your hand. But the, f- the flashy win more thing, you have to Pendulum Summon 3 Doom King Armageddon in one turn, which is um, not going to happen. It's probably easier to summon Exodia than doing that. <laughs> King of the Underworld, begin the duel of one Triple D Doom King Armageddon in your deck. In addition, if you have two Double D Pendulum Monsters in your Pendulum Zones, the following effect can be used once per duel. Add a Triple D Doom King Armageddon to your hand from your deck or extra deck, then return one card from your hand to your deck. Um, This is like your free-to-play skill, so you get a free... Triple D Doom King Armageddon, sure. You get 
pendulum zones if you have like a lot of triple D and dark contract cards, sure, but your basic free to play skills never see any play. Return from another dimension can be used if you have 20 or more banished double D monsters. Place one face down, return from a different dimension from outside your deck. During the turn, you use the skill, you cannot activate spells or traps. The skill can be used once per duel if you have double D monsters in your extra deck. So, this is a fun skill, like you have to banish 20 cards. So, you probably have to use like Golden Castle of Stromberg and build a huge deck of monsters and mill them all. Get this free trap card returned from a different dimension, which is cool. Um, I'm trying to look at the monsters in this. It's kind of like a whole mishmash of monsters, but pay half your life points. Special summon as many banished monsters as possible during the end phase. Banish all of them. So it's really like a big turn special summon spree. Finally, reverse of the underworld in double D and DD. Can be used once per duel if the number of your double D monsters in your graveyard is the same as your banished double D monsters. Banish all double D monsters in your graveyard when you use this skill. Return all banished double D monsters in the graveyard. This is kind of like um, Exchange of Spirit Ashizu. Like you're kind of switching the graveyard banish and and your your graveyard monsters and your banished zone monsters. But this is very hard to do. And you have to have the same number and you switch them. I don't really get the point of it, but it's more fun than good. Alright. Last thing. Crystal, Skull, and Triangle O. These are the ranked rewards from this month. And they're all from the same thing. Where in 5Ds they were in jail. And this old guy had these cards. That sucked. And he beat the warden or something. I don't know. Something something like that happened. And we have to play his cards. These are our worthless rewards. Crystal Skull is a level 1 water rock 0 attack and defense. When it's summoned, take 500 points of damage. As if any card in this archetype with Crystal O... They don't do anything, you just take damage, and um, we've already had the Cabrera Stone, you take 500 damage, the Ashoka Pillar, once destroyed you take 1000 damage, this is another part of it, might as well use Cosmic Cyclone. The other card we get is Triangle O, you can activate this card if you have a face-up Crystal Skull, Ashoka Pillar, and Cabrera Stone, destroy all cards on the field. During this turn, if you would take damage to card effect, your opponent takes them instead. So basically, you destroy everything. You destroy these three cards. Your opponent will take 2,000 damage. It's an OTK, fun, fun thing. But you need all three of these guys on the board. I believe the Ashoka Pillar is like a high level, too. That's a hard one. No, it's level 3. So you try to swarm these guys. Ashoka Pillar, Cabrera Stone, Crystal Skull. Destroy every card in the field. Your opponent takes 2,000 damage. Whatever. Very um, anime play here. Alright, so that's it for the podcast. I think I caught up to everything and we're back to where we are in the KC Cup. Upcoming news, November 16 to 28. KC Cup continues, so... 
We have a full week of the KC Cup left. Tour Guide Bingo is still happening. I guess I'll get rid of that from the news. Primo to the gate. For the sake of families, the last week. New UR card, Croi Moai Carrier, and SR card, Chronomaly Aztec Mask Golem. And late November, Mission Circuit, new SR card, PM Captor. Probably going to get the news for December um, soon. So next episode, we'll have the uh, news for December. That is it. Thanks for listening. Listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me at Twitter, dual underscore assessment or my own account, Green Ranger CCG. All right, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Good luck with the KC Cup.